Rachel Dolezal's on Cameo. Uh, I, I did hear about that. I bet she's affordable, right? Probably. She has money problems. I know she has money problems. I don't know. I mean, the thing about it, there's no reason to because I don't find her persona to be fun. You know what I mean? There's not a duality kind of like, oh, well, but, you know, she does have good lines. You know, she's just kind of Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's... So it's only about the kind of shock of it, I think. And I think that's a poor reason to do it. What I find impressive about her is that she didn't stop doing the thing, her thing. I was just like, thinking that she like still she still is kind of trying to pass as black. Right. Rachel Dolezal to me is like just a story. There is no actual like appreciation I have for her as like a personality. I think her personality is really blank. I guess I guess it's more like the it's like the video aspect of cameo like if you open a video and it's rachel dolls all like saying something to yes, you of that course. would be funny right but like i guess it's different with audio that's why miss juicy shines hey 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 it's miss juicy baby from little women atlanta i want to welcome you all to pot psychology now here are your hosts tracy egan Marson and Rich Zuwaki. That's right. These are the hosts with the Moses. Make sure y'all tune in to the Pot Psychology to get the latest, all the good and the great. You heard it from the Queen, Miss Juicy Baby. I know a trans woman. I talked about the Rachel Dole's all thing when it happened with her. It was Diana. And she, yeah, she interviewed a person who first be- was transgender, became a woman, and then was trans. Detransitioned? No, 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 no. Um, they were trying to turn into a lizard. And. Trans species? Yeah, is that what it was? What was it? Um, Transspecial? Trans lizard? Trans lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That's what. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. A dragon. She's, they were trying to be a dragon. I'll just show you real quick what they all look right. like. All right. They've been doing all these body mods. Yeah. And tattoos. I've definitely, you know. Come to think of it, I've seen a few people who I think were trying to be lizards, although I don't know that they've stated that was their purpose, but they certainly seemed like they were going in a lizard direction. I think that some people want to be lizards or not just that, like maybe like teddy bears or something or like (laughs) horses. My question is, okay, what's the dragon lady? Yeah. Her her pronouns. Yeah. Well, she transitioned to a woman and then was transitioning, I guess, to a a female dragon. Okay. But the, the nose that she has is so small it's dragon it's like a dragon nose like it's not isn't a that nose. gonna it's cause like problems holes. probably but you know gotta do you don't have to concern troll her right <laughs> <laughs> you know what is crazy that i can't believe i'm just now listening to jo- joe esterhaz's memoir oh is it good yes it's like completely insane okay so there's like a lot of things um but uh, do you want to hear them? Yes. Okay. I just have two clips. This is like, this is just a really good example of like what his book is like, like the way that people talk to each other. 
When the gorilla shits in your face, Simpson said to Adrian, get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a really showgirlsy thing to say because it's like stupid and sounds like a cliche, but it's like nonsense and also so vulgar. (laughs) You know, it's just like so his world. So his world is like exactly like it really does um, work just from his storytelling ability and his kind of dramatic flair that's in his screenplays so he's um just a really good storyteller so his book of course is great but it's giant too and i've actually been skipping over the childhood stuff okay which is like a lot of no it's not that it's not good i'm just listening to it specifically for his thoughts on erotic thrillers because i want to write about erotic thrillers so i kind of just like wanted to see what he made of everything basically Mm -hmm. and like why he wrote it and stuff but he tells this story about well, he tells a story about what showgirls could have been that I'd never heard before. And I cannot even believe this. Listen to this. Madonna almost played the part of Cristal in Showgirls. <gasps> Can you believe that? It would have been uh, terrible. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because Madonna can't do humor. Exactly. And it would have just like ground everything to a halt. It would have been awkward. And you would, yeah. And you would have been like, oh, like some of that was funny. But then all the Madonna stuff, you know. Gina Gershon. Oh, like, she's like chewing the scenery yeah, you know yeah she could do that yeah and also gina garçon is the only one that has like maintained that they knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> or she knew exactly what it was and so she was just having fun it really i mean paul verhoven like tried to make it like that he knew all along too but you watch the promo stuff and he's like talking about how like serious and gritty this movie is it's just <laughs> bonkers that like it got that far and they were like yeah but um but I'll keep, he keeps talking about Madonna. As, yeah, okay. But Paul Verhoeven, the director, didn't like Madu's script ideas. He calls her Madu because his wife calls her Madu. There's, Why? I don't know. Is He's his like, wife American? Yeah. His wife is who Nomi Malone is, is named after, <laughs> which is also crazy. But there's another story about his wife that we'll get to that fills in a lot of Sharon Stone's book. I totally forgot about this thing that happened. Um... Yeah, so his wife just, call, he's like, my wife loves Madonna, whom she calls Madu, and he just calls her Madu. <laughs> Had Paul liked Madu's ideas, one, then the critics would have liked Showgirls better because it would have been Madu's script, not mine. Two, then Showgirls may not have been one of the greatest clinkers of all time. Besides Madu, Paul Verhoeven nixed both Drew Barrymore and Sharon Stone for Showgirls. He said Drew couldn't dance. He said Sharon couldn't act. I think he was lying about Sharon. I think he was still angry that Sharon wouldn't have sex with him while they were shooting Basic Instinct. Had Showgirls starred Madonna and Drew Barrymore instead of Gina Gershon and Elizabeth Berkley, the script would have been very different thanks to Madu. The acting would have been very different thanks to Drew. And it's just possible that Showgirls would have been a hit movie. Wow. He says she, he says that he had sex with Sharon. Joe Esterhaus did? I mean, the craziest thing about the book, too, is that he's talking about all of these affairs he's having. When did this come out? 2006 or so. He's talking, he doesn't even like take the time. He talks about Jerry, his first wife, whom he was married to for like 14 years or something like that. Had kids together, two kids. And we'll talk about also fucking Sharon Stone. Oh my god! I was I was in a town like um, scouting locations in the Midwest, and I 
fuck this girl and just like this one this one i had an affair and then i was like oh no i have a wife there's never any kind of reckoning with mm-hmm. like the fact that he was doing that you know mm-hmm. but did you know did you know that sharon stone ended up engaged to bill mcdonald who was a producer like on sliver and worked closely with esther haas well that's the guy she talks about that she's like right she talk, doesn't she talk about him in the book does she talk about bill because he was her fiance and they never got married yeah okay well so the thing that's interesting about you know what joe Esterhouse said about sharon stone that that uh paul verhoeven was just pissed that she wouldn't sleep with him yeah um she has a story about that in her book yes okay so april 93 she goes for bill mcdonald who had a wife and sharon stone made him file for divorce before she would fuck him and so he did that oh so she had like i feel like if someone did that i would have to fuck them and be like oh i I said it i guess you know yeah but like you know that's just like it's crazy to leave your wife without even having had sex with the person that you're leaving her for. It's Sharon Stone, though. She's gorgeous. Yeah, but th- that doesn't mean anything in terms of sexual compatibility. <laughs> like, but usually it takes, like, having the sex to push things forward enough that you're happy to destroy your life. He's willing to take that bet. All right, April 7th, 1993. That's when the news broke. And then Naomi McDonald, who's Bill McDonald's wife, Joe Esterhaz's partner, his wife, then Joe Esterhaz gets with Naomi. Wait, wait, wait. Who was so Bill McDonald was with this woman, and that's Naomi, he his left wife, who he married for Sharon Stone. He was with her for a while. They finally got married. Five months later, he leaves her for Sharon Stone, and that's April seventh, nineteen ninety three. The story circulated by October fourteenth, nineteen ninety four, in EW. Seven months after her relationship with Sliver producer Bill McDonald crashed and burned, which would be march 94 so it lasted about a year all that and she was like answering questions about it and but this is what pisses me off about sharon stone's book i have a question are bill mcdonald and joe esterhouse still cool Uh, i haven't gotten past the part joe esterhouse and naomi are just getting together in the book so i'm not sure i i don't they had an idea to open a production company i'm not sure what happened with that okay if that actually i didn't look that up and i don't think they're particularly active at the moment um, but this is my beef with Sharon Stone's book that like, tell that story. Like, I feel like so much of like what, why she didn't tell shit is because she acted stupid sometimes or like, or at least would, could possibly be interpreted as the bad guy in a story and to avoid that. Yeah, but that's what makes didn't a, tell the story. a memoir good. That's what makes a memoir good. That what's, that's what makes a person endearing when they yeah. when they own up to their flaws. And I think that she did a lot of circumventing, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I think that she, I fully believe that she told a real twisty story because she was trying to like avoid the truth or, or trying to make herself look good. Whatever. Wait, I also want to show you this clip. This is like neither here nor there. I just thought it was funny. When you bring them up and bring them down, you're only using your bicep. Am I beginning to look more like you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good (laughs) wait but also why are you only supposed to use your biceps when you curl your arms up and down i mean 
You're supposed to engage your core and do all of that. Yeah. You know, I I think, I think, I mean, you're not, what you're not supposed to do is swing and stuff, you know? So it is supposed to be a bicep isolating exercise. So you should probably concentrate the most on those, but, but you have to engage your core to not swing. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely. That's, uh, all kinds of Also, Sharon Stone is not like ripped. No, she's not. She trained really hard for total recall, but she didn't, it's not like she got, like jacked after it she looked good in that movie but she looked like a thin woman who worked out for a few months and put on a little bit of muscle yeah you know i can't believe barbara walters is still alive i know i hope she's doing okay i don't think she is i heard a rumor well there was like um there was also like a radar story there's been a lot of stories about her oh about the dementia dementia. Yeah. yeah um so i've been watching a lot of erotic thrillers okay what's your favorite i guess basic instinct Okay. It's wonderful. Yeah, classic. I watch Sliver is one I've seen a lot. I Sliver, love Sliver. She looks amazing and the haircut is so good for her to have like gone pretty short at that point in her life. Mm-hmm. It, she really pulls it off. Why does she cry when she comes in that movie? She cries when she masturbates and yeah. she cries when she has sex. So <laughs> she's always crying. Wait, she, wait, is it real tears? I wouldn't say so, but she's crying. She's not crying out. She's crying. Um also one thing that's confusing about in that movie is that she calls herself Carla and Carly. I guess Carly is supposed to be short for Carla, but she uses them interchangeably sometimes. Okay. So it's kind of like Hawk and Hawks in Over the Top. <laughs> I mean, not quite as bad. That doesn't make any sense. But it's really, I mean, they. it's like the amount of times that it's Hawk and Hawks in Over the Top is like equal, basically. I had such a crush on the son when I was younger. The um, the kid. Yeah, because he's like tan with like light eyes. So wait, do you, so I didn't. I thought maybe you could tell me about the Michael Costello stuff if you wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because what I had followed, I didn't realize that there was another day. I followed <laughs> the um when Lena Lo- Leona Lewis. Yeah, when got she involved. jumped in. So yeah. this is the Billboard. This is the Billboard lead. After Chrissy Teigen shared an apology note on Monday for her past hurtful social media posts, designer Michael Costello cried foul and said the model and host had driven him to suicidal thoughts due to her bullying of him online. Now, singer Leona Lewis is recalling her own painful experience with Costello in the hopes to inspire a little bit more compassion for everyone involved. <laughs> a chain. It's so good, though. Chain of fools. It's so good. So you read the statement that Michael Costello said, right? The initial thing. Okay, well, no. All I know really is what I just read. So he accuses her of bullying him and driving him close to suicide. Yes. I guess he did this on Instagram. He said, I don't want to. It, it's like a written thing. I don't want to do this, but. Firstly, yes, you do. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> yeah. Any kind of I don't want to, but on social media can always be. There's ignored. two buts. There's two buts. Two buts. I didn't want to do this, but but I oh. cannot be happy until I speak my mind. <laughs> All right. There's no punctuation either. I need to heal, and in order for me to do that, I must reveal that I've what what I've been going through. I want to. I wanted to kill myself, and I am still traumatized, depressed, and have thoughts of suicide. For the past seven years, I've lived with a deep, unhealed trauma. I didn't share this with anyone because I was living in fear. 
in fear of losing some of my most profitable brand relationships, <laughs> in fear of losing friends and allies, and in fear of being blacklisted. But he keeps saying, so he says this a lot, but he keeps saying blocklisted. <laughs> losing, <laughs> um, in fear of being blocklisted even more by the power elites who run the industry. In 2014, I received a public comment from Chrissy Teigen on my Instagram page <laughs> accusing me of being a racist. She apparently formed her own opinion of me based on a photoshopped comment floating around the internet, which has now been proven to be false Wait, by who, Instagram and since taken down. Uh, who is he? Michael Costello? Yeah. He's a designer. So um, he d designs like couture gowns. Okay. He doesn't really have like a ready to wear line. Okay. But he makes these couture gowns and he's big like, you know, I think Kim Kardashian had all of her bride. He made all of her bridesmaids okay. dresses right. for one yeah. of the one okay. of the weddings. Okay. I don't know if it was the Kanye one. OK, so he's legit. Legit enough in an L.A. way. Right. He's legit in an L.A. way. Yeah. Beyonce wore him. OK. He was on the come up, you know. Yeah. And then. And then he got this comment and. The Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And he so he kind of blames Chrissy Teigen. Is it really true, though? Did he as a result of her calling him racist? Did he demonstrably well, lose work? Well, this is what he says. I did notice that he off? that he dropped off a little bit, but he he still would pop up here and there, you know. And yeah, and it could. I mean, if you're not paying that close attention to him, there could be any number of reasons why he might drop off. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. I, Streisand affected this whole thing. One day you're in, the next day you're out in fashion. Isn't that like what Heidi Klum says? In yep. fashion, one day. I'll you're in. Seen. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> When I reached out to Chrissy Teigen to communicate that I was the victim of a vindictive cyber slander and that everything she thought I was is not who I am, she told me that my career was over and that all my doors will be shut from there on. And wow, did she live up to her words. <laughs> Throughout the next few years, I would book jobs only to be pulled off last minute with no explanation. I would regularly get texts and calls from our mutual friends and colleagues that her and Monica Rose keep saying her instead of she that her and monica rose a powerful stylist in fashion have gone out of their way to threaten people and brands that if they were in any shape or form associated with me they would not work with any of them each time i have pleaded with chrissy or monica rose to see the whole story before believing a false narrative to a former disgruntled employee cast upon me they didn't give me the time of day so many nights i stayed awake wanting to kill myself i didn't see the point of living there is no way I can ever escape from being the target of the powerful elites in Hollywood who actually do have powers to close doors with a single text. I mean, he just keeps going on and on. Sure. Last week, I wrote personal letters to my family and closest friends because I thought that taking my own life would be the best way out. No matter what I did, I just could not escape the false narrative that Chrissy Teigen, Monica Rose, and their friends believed in. I told my family how much I love them, how much I care for them, and just how sorry I was for my decision. Since then, everyone in my family has had me in a close watch against my will. All right. So he's, I mean, he just what, keeps so he's going saying, on and on and blaming is he Chrissy. Like, is he implying that he's been committed? No. A close watch against my will? No, I think that his sister's just hanging out with him a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are, so he posts these. They're screenshots that he supposedly took in 2014 when Chrissy said these mean things to him. He, these like colored text boxes yeah. with like the gradient text yeah. didn't come out until like 2020. You're right. And the video service yes. wasn't out until like 2018. Okay. So there wouldn't be that, you know, say that this, they were like, oh no, I just scrolled back to 2014. 
uh, and and took the screenshots, which yeah. is plausible. Yeah. But this was Chrissy's avatar in 2014, and it hasn't been since then. Okay, weird. And she has a blue check mark, but she wouldn't have had it in 2014. Right, because they didn't have those then. So they like half-assed this, and okay. apparently the first version that was floating around, he spelled her name wrong in the handle, and That's then amazing. then he re-released it. What? Yeah. <laughs> So he texts, so it says in the DMs, Chrissy, can I call you? And it says that she says, no, I do not have anything to say to you. You'll get what's coming to you. And then he said, Chrissy, I've never called anyone the N-word. Those fake images were photoshopped from a former, former disgruntled employee. And Chrissy says, good luck with that, LMAO. Hope that story keeps you already, your already dead career going. And he says, please call me and then has his phone number that he like barely scratches out. So yeah. you can make out every single number, every yeah. single digit. Right. Please call me. I'm suffering from this more than you can imagine. So many people are attacking me over this. It's a fake story, but your comment is adding more fuel to the fire. Good. Racist people like you deserve to suffer and die. You may as well be dead. Your career's over. Just watch. And there was a screenshot of what was perhaps Costello responding in his IG comments with a racial slur. He said, you're. Why are you? Why are you are? You're just probably a dumb N defending her. I am royalty, bitch. I address Beyonce. Who are they going to believe? Exclamation point. Not question mark. When was supposedly, when was that supposedly left? In 2014 2014. or maybe 2013. As he's fighting with Chrissy Teigen. Or is this unrelated? This is, this is what she's responding to. This rumor that's like floating around. And, yeah, no, and but, but I'm, I'm just saying like, what was the context of his N-word use? Oh, because... Who was he talking for? Oh, just to some rando. Oh, some rando. Okay. In the Person. comment section. Right. Okay. And he didn't even at them. So the, the thing... So then the, the comment that Chrissy Teigen left that made him want to kill himself, because he also claims that she DM'd him that, to kill himself. The comments that... The comment she left was, so you say all that racist shit and get that horrible press with people using the hashtag, hashtag Michael Costello to call you out on. Then you create a contest where you beg people to use the same tag, but in a positive light, covered up all the negative press, genius and shady all at once. Start a PR firm. (laughs) That was the actual comment that she left. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the whole everybody telling on everybody about everything else thing. Yeah. It's real this a situation like this shows just how goofy and absurd it is it is because Come no on. one is perfect everyone has shit i don't care about who said what to leona lewis i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just like it's a farce the leona lewis part is so long look at all these these text oh my slides God. it's so long so basically i'll boil it down yeah she was asked to be in some kind of charity fashion show. Fashion show. And fashion each, show? yes, right. but it was some kind of charity fashion show. And they're pairing celebrities with one designer. And the one designer would make something couture custom for them. And then they would walk and then people would bid on the dresses. So she like went to New York. They met and they did one fitting. And she said that they... They, they were upset that she didn't fit into the sample sizes because Michael had already created a, a dress for her and it was a sample size. And she said that they made her feel bad. And then the next day she went for her second fitting and they said that Michael canceled the show. He pulled out and he wasn't going to be making something. And she thought it was like all 
because of her body. And she's like, and, you know, he made me feel like crap and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I'm sure this will come as a shock as I never told him how this made me feel. So she never told him that him saying something about, you know, her body made her feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. but the pot calling the kettle black in this situation doesn't sit right with me. Bullying comes in many different forms. So then Michael wrote this long-ass thing about Leona Lewis. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? These people are living for this. This is paragraphs and paragraphs of very small font. And then someone else called Jordan Liberty, makeup artist, opened up about his experience with Michael Costello, who he says sexually harassed him while he was going through chemotherapy. This is insane. I know, it's so good. It just keeps going. Is there is there more? Yeah. There oh my is God. One. Yeah. <laughs> After these sideshows have been going on with Leona Lewis and Jordan Liberty, Chrissy's team, because Chrissy didn't write this herself, it's in the third person, drafted a statement that was like a six carousel slideshow uh-huh. of text that is on Chrissy's, posted on Chrissy's Instagram. I won't read the whole thing, but it just starts with statement on behalf of Chrissy Teigen. It's like so somber. Yes. Yes. All caps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy very clearly and contritely apologized for insensitive public tweets she made around a decade ago. She did not acknowledge nor apologize for sending private messages directing or encouraging self-harm. But she actually did about self-harm. Like she like sent messages to Courtney Stodden to kill herself. Did, did, those messages never... It's, we only know that because Courtney Stodden said so, right? Yes. Okay. But the Chrissy didn't deny it. Okay. So Chrissy's statement goes on and on and on. Actually, you know what I should do? I should go through everyone's things and find out how many words were written <laughs> in this scandal. Right. Because they, they these large blocks of text... Yeah. Like so much text. So they just like go into like the reasons why it's like obviously fake. It's like blogging. Blogging is back. It's blogging's you know? back. <laughs> so then in the the caption of the statement, because the statement is a photo posted to Instagram in a carousel. Right, yes. It's, yeah. And then in the caption, Chrissy, Chrissy takes the mic. Okay. <laughs> and she says, no idea what the fuck Michael <laughs> Costello is doing. He just released a statement where he didn't at all acknowledge how fake the dms were and now claims to have emails that don't exist so while he conjures those up hopefully with someone more talented in fakes this time and remember yesterday how confused he was about leona lewis's stylist being so kind to him in recent years well imagine my surprise when i have these from the past three years please do not bully this man under the masquerade of defending me i've taken it all i've heard it all i just beg for you to know the truth Michael, you are now causing actual pain to people who are trying to better themselves. Enough. Or this will go further. Not here, but in actual court of law. And every dime we win will go to an anti-bullying charity focused on turning this shit show into a positive. I wish you peace and healing. I have some places I've been attending if you'd like the connects. So (laughs) this is her reveal that she's going to asshole rehab. Right. (laughs) Although that the whole like, I'm going to escalate this into a lawsuit is not doing anything to prove that yeah, she's this will go further and that, that was in caps yeah so yeah. i mean she's not rehabilitated at all she's yeah. exactly who she is yes so chrissy's still chrissying so then michael went private okay and so then chrissy tweeted 
Michael Costello also posted videos where he was very confused about Leona Lewis's stylist reaching out and being kind. Imagine my surprise when my past three years have been like this. So then she releases DMs between them. Yeah. And it's just him responding to her. <laughs> and so like she she posted a like story and then he responded, looks beautiful, love the lip color. And she posted a picture of her food and he he said, that looks amazing. She's never replied. <laughs> he um, sent her a post. She never responded. And then he sent her uh, a DM. Are you going to the Grammys? <laughs> and then... <laughs> that was in tw- These are all between 2017 and 2019. And then he sends in 2020, in April, Hi, Chrissy, would you want to help the team and I make some face masks? We can donate to a hospital that is your choice, or I have a list of hospitals to choose from that need the help. So... That's where it stands right now. Okay. Like Chrissy Teigen, I never really was into her, but now that she's so awful, I'm I'm kind of like interested. Yeah, perversely fascinating. Yeah, it's like not like like in a Jamila Jamil kind of way. Right. Like I'm into her in that kind of way. Yeah. I I like what what are you what are you doing? Right. <laughs> What's she up to now? Well, she's out of control, is what she is. Right. You know the letter, the like, hi, I'm back medium post yeah and did she ever come back come on do, do you want to answer a question on Maine? okay we can answer a question on Maine and then throw to the this is yeah, what this is what you're thinking. missing yeah this is what you're missing this is good because this is good okay um, this, this is a good is, question yeah and it's actually from one of it's over patreon so it's one of our subscribers okay so this is what you get premium space <laughs> I'm a 29-year-old cis woman, bisexual, size 6.5 shoe. Hmm. I'm also deeply impatient. I try not to make it obvious to others, but my internal dialogue is antsy and I would like to work on it. Do you have any words of wisdom? Maybe answer this last so I get practice at being patient, LOL. So she's directing, too. (laughs) Also, unrelated, but any tips for kicking a nicotine addiction? I think that Wellbutrin would help you with both. (laughs) And I think patience would help with the nicotine addiction you got to be patient you have to write it well, out the, and also the the nicotine addiction getting rid of that will cut down on your like antsy feeling um and also i mean i was never more impatient when i was a smoker i'd go to the movies and I'd be like come on come on come on come on i want to go outside and smoke a cigarette you know <laughs> like constantly just like ru- sorry just like rushing through life feel i mean i'm also impatient and was in the throes of nicotine addiction so i really relate to this question a lot mm. And some, I did mean, you take anything to quit smoking? I did take Wellbutrin. Okay, yeah. yeah, me too. So I took, and it worked so well. It did, but it, you have to be careful because it, um, for me, and this is years ago. This is like fifteen years ago that yeah. I did. It made me like a basket case. Like I was oh, so emotional, yeah, and tired, and it had like the opposite effect than what oh, it's supposed no, to it's do. It's not what it did for me at all. It made me feel like, oh, like I have energy yeah. and I can do stuff, and I'm not like, I'm not like freaking out about doing the next thing. But what I I also I filled up on water. I used tea tree sticks, tea tree oil sticks. You know those like toothpicks that are kind of hefty. Then you start just eating blueberries all the time. That was later. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that was later. Wait, how old were you when you quit smoking? 26, I think. Okay. You, um... It was water, gum, and sticks. Were a heavy smoker. Like, yes. I mean, you smoked heavy cigarettes. 
I smoked heavy cigarettes. I smoked a lot of them yeah. all the time. Yeah, it, me too. I, I smell. I'm sure I stunk. I know. I think about how awful it must have been to hang out with me. Me too. But Constantly you know what? smoking. Everyone was smoking. Everyone all was of us. smoking. Everyone but, was smoking. But I definitely smoked more than most people. And if you weren't into smoking, I can't imagine you wanting to get near me. I mean, you, know? you would. Oh my God! Remember the dorm room it, when, when you guys that the, yeah. the uh, third north yeah. apartment and when you took the posters off yes, the walls, they, they left yeah. like it was tan lines yeah. because of the nicotine yeah. in the room. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's, and I was totally content so... to live that way. <laughs> okay. Fine. Wait, have we ever talked about generations on here? Oh, um, I think so. We did. Yeah, I think so. But like, what? I feel like just it never... explaining what it is. Did we we we've explained it before? I don't know. You know what? I have a I have a question for our audience. Did we talk about um <laughs> generations ever? Generations, this game we used to play with joints when we were in college. If you know, please write to us at potpsych at gmail.com or you can DM us at um pot psychology on Twitter or Instagram. And prove that you know it. By saying what it is. Yeah. Or, or, or yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't write us and lie to us. Yeah. I have a good bullshit detector. <laughs> um, okay. That's it, right? Yeah. So if you want to hear like more questions and answers, if you want to hear more answers like that, right. if, you want, if you want the answers to your life, if you want to, if you want to hear advice, wait, <sighs> what should, uh, if they want to ask, I'm sweating. <laughs> my God. Uh, yeah. I'm freaking out. If you want to go to, wow. if you want advice back from that, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pot psychology. We have a form. And so if you're, if you can get out a sentence, you're already doing better than <laughs> the standard we're setting. So you can ask us questions no lose. at that web address. Yeah. And also Patreon. on our Twitter. Yeah. Or whatever. E yeah. Or you can email us. Oh, call us. 347-450-4239. I don't think we talked about any music. We didn't? No. She's got a fucking well, can we play something from like Showgirls or Basic Instinct? Yeah, I just sang a Showgirls song. Oh, wait, like, what was it? She's got a people. I don't, I don't know that one. It's like in the, um, it's in the Champagne Room. Oh, that weird song that's like yeah. down and down and down. Yeah, that's all that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, bye.